fly to your room and stay a while. On this episode of BTS, we are breaking down BTS's new album, B. Erica and I go song by song and discuss the emotions the album brought out in us. It gets a little heavy, so listen when you're ready. Let's get it. We're back. Yeah, we are back. And guess what, Molly? What? BTS is too. What? When did that happen? Mm, a couple of days ago or something. I don't even know. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, BTS is back. Uh everybody. <laughs> yeah. So BTS is back. <laughs> Every time I say B or like I see all of these tweets of like, what's it going to be? I start thinking of 90s songs. I'm like, how's it going to be? Um, anyway, we are in an official comeback. We've been ready for it. And the thing is, is that even when you feel like you're ready for it, you're not ready for it. <laughs> no, not at all. And we've had time to prepare. We've known actually for a while that this was coming. And even though we didn't have like a traditional schedule for it, we knew pretty well in advance the date of the release. And I still wasn't ready for it. No, but, you know, if there's one thing you can get used to with BTS, it's to never get used to anything. I don't know, (laughs) like to never you're never going to be prepared. And that's okay. But we're here, we're in it, we're living it, and it is always an exciting time. But I have to say that the vibe of this, even the whole comeback was different, but the vibe of this album is definitely different from, and comeback, is different from any other comeback that you and I have personally experienced. And I know we haven't experienced that many. We're not baby armies, but we're toddler (laughs) (laughs) but um from what i can tell it's also different from any of the other comebacks before we were armies too yeah and even though persona was more of a personal album and it was kind of like their album to army um so that the vibe of that album was different i think than past albums too but just this whole year their attitude towards it their involvement in it um army's involvement in it and the whole aura around everything is just totally um totally different and yeah we've only experienced what two other comebacks but it feels like a lot more somehow and it's been an emotional roller coaster for me I think yeah um I think that's Maybe even an understatement, as we'll maybe get into when we dive a little deeper into this. But just in case we haven't said it, and I'm not sure if we have yet, we're talking about BTS releasing their newest album, B. What we want to do on this episode is talk all about the album. And that includes like the song that they released, Life Goes On, and the video and everything like that. So 
get ready because we're going to get into a pretty happy discussion. But before we do that, let's talk about general impressions of the album, the vibe and everything like that. So Molly, what did you think in general? What were your general impressions? I listened this time with headphones. This is a tip from a friend that if you have never listened to BTS songs with headphones in, like get some good headphones, not just like earbuds. I mean, those are okay, but get a good pair of of headphones and listen. It just makes the experience so much better. So I sat down, I put my headphones on, and I listened to the album from start to finish. And I started the album sobbing. And then all of a sudden, it's just like this dance party. And it was kind of jarring at first. I was like, what is going on? And I didn't really, at the end of it, I didn't know what had just happened. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know how I felt because I had started almost not depressed, but kind of like, like, man, this is kind of a down mood. And then all of a sudden it is this like, like I said, it really was like an emotional roller coaster. It was like up and down and up and down and up and down. And that was just, that was my first listen through as usual, I didn't really know what had happened or what to think. And I had to just kind of sit there for a minute to process what just happened. Yeah, I um, can definitely relate to how you say that you felt from your general listen. I think that BTS in general focuses, has like a lot of lyrical content that is probably a lot deeper than their contemporaries, not even probably, but is deeper than most of their contemporaries and everything. But this um, album hit in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't really talked about it on this podcast and everything, but, you know, we are in a pandemic, a global pandemic that affects everyone on this earth. You know, um, I mean, I was going to say, unless you're like in New Zealand, which is pretty isolated, but even them, you know, <laughs> it affects if, people want to like leave New Zealand, you know? So even if you are a country that is doing really well, it's still outside of those borders. There's other places that are kind of struggling with everything that's like going on. And, you know, there are certain countries that are going back under like lockdown and there's like, for some people a real peril out there and, you know, a threat. And it's something that we all are kind of like living through. So it's this weird reality that we're all in and for them to make an album about it means that they're going to reflect the reality that we're living in I think that's an important thing to do but at the same time it doesn't mean it's an easy thing to listen Mm -hmm. to them reflect on and to talk about and sing about right especially I think so many people use BTS as like a place of happiness, you know, like a neverland and it's, I wouldn't even say an escape, but just like a, for lack of a better word, a tool for feeling happier and feeling better as you deal with the realities of life. So to have an album that, that depicts what a moment that we're still in and still going through, that's kind of like raw is hard, you know? And, um, I've kind of brought back to what Suga's room was when we talked about like um, all of their concepts. 
but Suga had like this mirror in the room. And when I listened to this album, my general impression was that it's kind of like a mirror or like a barometer of sorts of like, how are you feeling about what's going on in the world mm-hmm. and where are you at with that? For me, this album was kind of hard to digest for that reason. I think my first listen and my first impression was very like positive, but I found myself once I'd listened to it, not wanting to like go back and listen to it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because of BTS or like the album not being good or anything. It wasn't like, um, but that wasn't what I felt, but it was just too emotional for me. So yeah, I have only listened to it once and I was actually really excited to talk to you about it. And like, as we said, for this episode, we're going to kind of go through the songs again and we're going to listen again and kind of talk about our thoughts and impressions of each track and everything. And I was really excited to go through the songs with you because of my feelings and kind of maybe my almost hesitance to listen to it again. Anyway, I had a lot of feelings (laughs) about this album and mixed feelings somewhat. But, you know, that's a really interesting thought process. And I didn't really think about it in exactly that way but it's making me think now that bts writes a lot of things that really have happened to them things that they really feel but they're either things that were in the past or things that they hope for for the future and it's not things that they're going through now and yeah we may have had similar experiences but they may you know they're not exactly the same but with this album everything that they wrote, everything that they're feeling, we're all going through the exact same thing at the same time. We're all feeling it now. It's a lot more relevant. Um, It brings out a lot of feelings. And you're right, there's a lot of people, not just in other countries, but in our country, too, that, that are going through this pandemic in a different way. They're You know, in the states, each state has different laws and rules. There's some states here that are going into lockdown. And then there's some states that are completely open and free. And then people are feeling like, hey, we're not even in a pandemic. And then there's people who haven't literally haven't left their house since February, March of this year. And so there's people even in our own country dealing with this in a different way and who are and I'll bring this up in some of the other songs later of, of, of the relevance of some of these and how um, maybe I would have felt a little different if I would have heard this when I was living in Korea versus living in the States now. There might be some people that are feeling the exact same way that you are, that it was just too hard. Um, I, I'm not going to say the overall album for me was that way, but there's a few songs on the album that were that way for me. Um, and then I think not even just now, but in the future will be really hard for me to go and um, and re-listen to. And so I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And that's the thing with BTS, too, is that they they're sharing this with us though and their feelings and how they felt throughout this whole thing and um 
you know, they've been active a little bit on social media. They put out in the soup, they, you know, they've been putting out promotions for dynamite and all of that stuff. But now we get to really experience and hear and see and feel like what they were really feeling during this whole time. And um, yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. It's, it's really deep. And, you know, I think for me, I don't know what I was expecting with this. Like I said, it all makes sense now having the full picture in hindsight, but I think listening to this album the first time, it kind of did take me a little bit by surprise. I think in my mind, I was like gearing up again for like maybe something I had experienced before with BTS and like, I don't know, something that was like more familiar. And then we didn't get that in the same sense, but it just makes sense with everything that's going on and with everything that they've been building up with even their last concepts of like this album they keep saying is the most personal, most intimate, most vulnerable album. And it makes sense, but it also makes sense that like those parts being like exposed would be maybe harder. Mm -hmm. And my overall feeling of this album, once I'd listened to it was like, this to me is an army. This is an army. This is an (laughs) album for army. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I feel like BTS does things that are kind of like mainstream and like, okay, this is what we do as artists. And then I think there's other things that they do. They're like, okay, we're going to do this. And we know that armies are going to get this, but maybe other people won't, but they take the risk anyway. And I feel like that's what this album is, is I have like an analogy in my head. It's kind of like, you know how you have different people in your life that you're close to, or you're not like, for instance, you may have people you work with that you see every day, but you're not very close with. And so Mm -hmm. because it's professional, you have to keep it at a certain level. And it's like, okay, that's great. Like, I'm not going to tell them everything that's going on or like what my bedroom looks like or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And then you have like your best friends where you'll cry on their shoulder. They'll cry on yours. You'll tell like everything that is going on. That's what this feels like. This Mm -hmm. feels like a conversation with ARMY And it feels like this is what we're going through. And we feel that we've gotten this intimate in our relationship with you that we feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with you guys and to actually really let you go what's going know what's going on versus again the persona, the mask, the everything's fine, everything's together, everything is whatever. It's like, oh no, we're friends. So let's like really talk about what's going on and so in that way this album feels like very much a gift to army and to their friends that they feel more intimate with but i don't know how it's going to be received if people don't feel on like that level with bts you know no i agree and jimin had made a comment i don't even remember where now um and he said this album healed them And I get it now because a lot of times just venting or getting out or telling someone how you feel, that helps you. That is, you know, why people go to therapy, why we have friends, why we have people that we're able to talk to. And I feel like, you know, BTS does have other friends other than each other. Um, But I feel like 
when we talk about we have this weird connection with them and they feel like we're all friends, that that's what they're doing. Like you're, you're absolutely right. They were telling their friends how they were feeling throughout this whole thing and telling and showing us exactly what they were going through and getting it off their chest and not hiding and not saying, Oh yeah, we were fine during this whole pandemic. Like even though during the, the map of the soul one concert and all of that, they shared a little bit of their feelings and emotions and things, but this just seems a little more intimate and a little bit deeper of them telling us what they were going through during this time. You know, I can see how that would be healing for them to say, Hey, we're going through the same thing you guys are. And this is how we're feeling. We're going to lay it all out there for you. You know, a lot of people, like you said earlier, people go to BTS sometimes for that happy, that hug of like, hey, I'm in a bad space right now. I'm going to go listen to BTS and it's going to make me happy. I'm going to go listen to Mic Drop or Dionysus and jam out and turn my mood around. Um, And that's definitely not what this album is for. You know, you just said like people go to BTS for like a hug or comfort. And I feel like this is kind of them coming to us. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think there's always a risk in being vulnerable, which is why it makes it hard because you are making yourself open and raw. And so as much as us as army are like, Oh, we'll eat it up and we love it. um, I feel like it's tough to make the decision of like, we can go down this one path, which could be like more of a mainstream path. And like, we have this maybe feeling of this duty or obligation as pop stars to be that for people to be that escape, to be that comfort Mm -hmm. and not look for that for ourselves. But I feel like there's this other path that they've decided to take because of this unique relationship with army. And it's like, you know what, we're just going to be real about what we're going through too And that could be at risk to, again, being at like this stage of our careers where we just had our first number one hit and we, you know, are just ascending, ascending. And now we're going to make music that may not be the easiest to digest, but is meaningful and is real and authentic. And like I said, this BTS is my soundtrack for my life, right? So it's hard to have an album in a, in a sense that I'm, like you said, I'm maybe not going to replay in the same way, but just because I won't necessarily be jamming out down the street to blue and gray doesn't mean that it's not important. And also one other thing I wanted to say about my general impressions of this album is that I think that this album is going to just grow in significance with time. Mm-hmm. I always compare, not compare, but um, liken, let's say, the liken BTS to the Beatles. I mm-hmm. think that they're going to have very much like a staying power and presence in the same way. And I just think about some of the songs that people really turn to with the Beatles. And I know Imagine isn't a Beatles song, you know, it's a John Lennon song. But I think about that song and it's such a song that people really turn to and is one of the most famous songs in modern history. And it's not like 
a happy song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's the vibe I get from like this album and life goes on that BTS has a wide and vast discography and, you know, collection of songs. And really they're making songs for all sorts of occasions and moments in people's lives. And so even if this doesn't fit the mold of like, Hey, play that over again, play that at the club so I can, you know, get down and twerk it to the ground. Even if it's not like that sort of thing, it will be important. And I'm sure that there will, there will be other moments in people's lives where they turn to these songs and find a friend, a hug, understanding, healing, growth. And again, maybe that's not like an everyday sort of thing, but it's important to have in their catalog and it's important to just have songs that like speak to all sorts of emotions, you know? They have already have songs that are that way that I don't listen to on the daily, but it's never been on an overall scale. Like it's maybe been one or two songs on an album and this time it's all, you know, almost the entire album. Um, So I think you're right. I think people will always come back to these songs because this time isn't something that will ever be forgotten. This is something that is going to be in our history books. We'll be teaching our kids and, and BTS will have this little part And we'll talk some more maybe about how we feel at the end. But right before we get into the other songs, I just wanted to say, going off of what you said, I think it will be like a snapshot or like a time capsule of this time. And again, maybe you can't really see the value as much in things like that when you're still going through them. But Mm -hmm. I think that when people, like you said, look back to this time of real historical significance this will be something that they're like, oh, wow, like this really kind of paints the picture of what was happening then and what people were feeling. And that's really where they are artists more so or just as much more so than being mainstream pop stars. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not about what's popular all the time. It's about what's important and being true to their artistic message and mission. So this album really does that. And I'm kind of excited to like delve into like the songs. Let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> so on November 20th, basically at whatever time you were at in the world, like they dropped the Life Goes On video as an introduction to the album and to the music and to the songs. And so that was the first way that I think both of us listened to this song, right? Yeah, that's the last few comebacks. That's how I've listened to the title track through the music video. Yeah. What, what did you, what was your first impression of what was your overall, I guess your overall impression. I was going to say, what was your first impression of the song or the video, but what was your just overall thought? I'm trying to like go back because like my thoughts have just maybe deepened on the song, but okay. In general, Wow, I I had so many thoughts. So first, I think my first thoughts were about like what we were discussing a couple of episodes back about what we knew about B and album predictions and about Jungkook being the director of the video and how he had said that we're going to notice what parts that he had directed, right? And so one of my first thoughts was, well, 
stick figures would have been better. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. As an inside joke. No, I thought, like, I could definitely tell the parts that felt like Jungkook, you know? Mm -hmm. And that felt very um, GCF vibes. Like I said, the album in general felt like uh, all the puzzle pieces coming together. But I felt that way initially just seeing the Life Goes On video. And yeah, I mean, from the moment it starts off and, you know, V, you get the shot of V taking off his mask. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is about like now. And then as you're going through normally. So when I watch a video for BTS, I don't like to have the captions on it for my very first viewing, Mm -hmm. just because it's too hard for me to take in the images and the sounds and the lyrics. So I like to kind of just like take in like the story visually and sonically and then go back and read the lyrics with it too. And then go back some more times too Mm -hmm. um, and just put it all together. But because I had been watching like the countdown right before the video, the comeback countdown, I had already had the captions on automatically. So I was really reading those first. So like that also like really I'm sure I would have probably gotten the feeling of what was going on. But, like, you know, you get to that first line of the song. Mm-hmm. And and maybe I should just discuss the video more so than the song right now. But, like, you get to the first line. It's like, oh, this is what it's going to be about. I think if I talk about one thing that really stood out the most to me in the video, I would say that when they get the shot of, like, the stadium in Korea... Mm-hmm. when they're driving down the freeway and then turn to V and kind of like him putting his hand over his mouth. Like that was a moment that like, kind of like really hit me visually speaking. So that is probably the most emotion <laughs> that I felt through the whole thing. Like I, it really reminded me of in the soup a lot. Um, like the, the whole GCF parts you were saying, um, that really reminded me, like they were kind of camping looking like they were playing guitar, they were laughing and stuff. And then all of the shots of, of Tay driving, and then you see soul in the background. And then when he drove past the stadium, I actually, when I lived in Korea, I didn't live too far from there. And so I could just see them like, and I could picture them driving like really actually doing that on it, not on maybe not a daily basis, but getting out just needing to get out of the house and, um, you know, putting their mask on, getting in the car and just driving past the stadium and how they must feel just knowing how close, cause they didn't live too far from the stadium actually either. So, it, you know, a quick 20 minute drive from their apartment to the stadium and they can drive past it. And then, and also it does show, it shows that part where it shows Jin and the front seat and then it, and he turns around and looks and like the concern on his face, like looking at the rest of the members, it, it really hit hard for me. Um, that actually, um, might have been more emotional than in the very end of the music video when they're in the, in the empty stadium. Um, and it, you know, has the army bombs like it was at the Map of the Soul concert. Um, because that that's kind of the part where it gets a little more positive and a little more hopeful of like, I remember and we remember and times will eventually life will go on, life will get back to how it used to be. Um, 
And so that I think was emotional for a lot of other people. And I didn't get as emotional on that part um, as seeing Tay drive past the empty, you know, drive past the stadium. And yeah, I mean, I think there are other vignettes or scenes in the video that were like very relatable, like you said, even just them in the car, but um, also them in their home in their rooms and like you know Nam June when he goes out to the balcony and he kind of indicates that like a long time has passed since he's been able to do what he's wanted to do mm-hmm. and the scene with the bike and the dust on the bike and stuff like that and them just being at home and that part's obviously very relatable because you know so many of us have been at home for so long but I think the part that felt very personal to army and bts like the we in this was like that stadium you know and the other thought i did have was like how crazy must it be to be to live your life and like when you pass by these big places in like your city or whatever it's like oh yeah normally i'm there on stage right like i just thought that was crazy um but anyway that's like the more most like unique thing i think to armies and for I feel like the thing that really that's where we were at in here in the video besides like the other parts of them just being like this is what they're personally going through and like being together and what Mm -hmm. it means and kind of just being like stuck at home and kind of looking at the things that they used to be able to do that they don't feel like they are able to do again on a humanity level but yeah the video um it's such a great video (laughs) it is and, and that was just like those were my emotions on just the first watch through. And the more I watch it, I really like the whole narrative that they tell when they're in the house, like in their PJs. Yeah. And then at first when they're like, they're eating the pizza and they're playing video games and they're laughing and it's like, Oh, haha, Like, yeah, we'll, we'll just stay home for a little while. Um, we, you know, we've done this before where we all were stuck in one room together and, um, this will be fine. And then, you know, it flashes to other things and it comes back and then they continually get like bored and they're asleep and they just look miserable and they're all laying on each other. And it just, it's, you know, just shows like how time was progressing and how long that they were stuck inside and all of that stuff. And I just thought that was a cool narrative. You know, it's like, oh, then there's no end in sight kind of thing. But then all of a sudden at the end when they are, pretty much looks like the map of this whole one concert. And then it shows Jin and he smiles and then they all smile and they're in their concert outfits. And even though it's not completely normal, it's getting to a little bit more normal where they're actually able to perform and do a concert and they're singing in front of army bombs and all of that stuff. But I thought that was just a really cool story. Yeah. And I see the end a little bit differently. I kind of see it as like, there's different reasons it could be in black and white. And I want to address that in a second, but it may be being in black and white because even though they are able to maybe get on stage and feel a little bit like the past or like normal, it's still not quite normal. It's like when you go through something and everything changes, it's like not quite the same again it's a very interesting ending. Cause like, I do think it's a little bit up for interpretation of like, what does this really mean? Mm-hmm. Is it hope for the future, hope for things to get back on track? Is it black and white? Because until army is there with them again, they're not able to see fully in color and it's not going to feel quite right. 
but we're there with them symbolically. Or it could be how my boyfriend said, which was, oh, they just made it black and white for continuity purposes because they probably recorded it at the concert and looked different. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a lot of significance that you can like take. But I definitely think the storytelling was there. And you're right. It really does tell the story of like, oh, well, we're at home. We have a break. And like, this will only be a little bit. And like, okay, let's, that's fine. We're all in it. And then like, when is this going to end? <laughs> when can we get back to life again? I, I think it's been interesting to hear and see everyone's perspectives of the video and what they got out of it and, and the album in general. And that's just the cool thing about their music is that not everyone interprets it the same way. So do you want to talk about the song? Yes. So... <laughs> No one hate me until we talk about everything um, because this was not my favorite song on the album. (laughs) And um, the first listen after watching the music video, I listened to the whole album and I liked it when I first heard it. And then after I heard the rest of the songs, I'm not going to say it was my least favorite, but it definitely was not my most favorite. And the funny thing is I made an Instagram post and um, I asked everyone like what their favorite tracks were or track was. And almost collectively, everyone was saying life goes on. You know, sometimes I think it's like the whole Erica and I have this like, Harry Potter, Nam June thing, like, oh, who's your favorite Harry Potter character? Everyone wants to say Harry or like you expect to say Harry and same with like, oh, who's your favorite BTS member? Oh, Nam June, because he's like the leader. He speaks English. And I feel like, oh, what's your favorite track on the new album? Oh, it's going to be the lead single. It's going to be the title track. We saw this on actually every other album. Also, Um, the song has grown on me. So don't hate me. It's still not my absolute favorite song, um, but it wasn't, I don't know. It just didn't hit for me as much as some of the other songs did. Um, my note that I had was Hobie's vocals. So that's one thing that I've really, really liked on this whole album is how he has kind of shown his range. Um, Cause he originally was a singer. He wasn't a rapper. Um, and I love his vocals. I love his voice. So I was really happy that he kind of got to showcase that in this song. Um, and that's initially what stood out to me. So I was very eager to talk about this song in particular, because like I told you, I only listened to the album once and when I tried to go back and listen again I think I kept getting stuck on this song and one other one that we'll discuss but like on this song yeah so it was like too hard for me I do really like the song I love the way that it sounds I think I understand why it's their lead song why it's kind of encapsulates like kind of the whole vibe of the album so I think it makes sense But for me, and this kind of even started with like the video, it opens on the line, um, one day the world stopped without any warning. The more times I listen to the song, it just makes me really sad because 
it hit me as I was listening to the song that like this feeling that maybe the world is collectively going through and that feeling that they just said is like what I felt when my mom passed away and you know I always talk about like how those two things BTS and my mom's passing are kind of like really linked they came to me like right after and provided like a lot of healing and comfort for me so I think going into this album I kind of wasn't expecting to feel all of this because like while they've healed my feelings I've never really like dealt with those direct feelings with BTS and even though it's been a little over two years it's one of those things that like you never really get over anyway when they when that line came up it just made me like realize that like everybody else feels like their life is like on pause but I think if you've ever had anyone like anyone close to you pass away like that's kind of how it feels and so when you get to like the end of the video and it's black and white like that's why I took like that interpretation of like even if things get back to normal they're never really the same you've maybe lived through something and it's still like not the same you know so anyway this song was a lot for me and the rest of the album started to be that and I kind of got a little well I'll talk about that when we get to the other songs but like yeah this song just has like a very big significance to me and one of the things I wanted to say like before too when we're talking about general impressions of the album was like I think one of the reasons that like I don't feel too eager to like listen to it is like as I was listening to these songs I realized that like I kind of put grief like an arm's reach from me I it makes me a little like scared to like fully feel it because I'm the type of person who could like drown in my emotions and so having like this really emotional album from BTS was like it just caught me kind of like off guard and I was like am I ready to like process these feelings and the answer for me may be like not quite yet but the great news is is that you know these songs are here for me when I am and I just had a feeling when I was listening to these songs the first time that like they would be important to me especially when I got to blue and gray which we'll talk about but like I was like I think these will be important to me but that doesn't make them easy for me to like listen to yeah I feel that way about some of the other songs I definitely know where you are coming from um on that one and um you know the more I listen to it the more I like it and I actually kind of did the same thing um I had my captions on too when um when the music video started but I turned them off right away but I did see the first line and I was like uh crap (laughs) but I wanted to watch the music video like before I read the lyrics and then I went back and watched with the lyrics um and so I think maybe I had a little bit different experience with it the first time um or listening to it and 
You're right. It it does encapsulate the whole album. And just because every single song is so different. And then this song really kind of has the vibe and feel of all the songs on the album. So for some, it might be a hopeful song. And then for some, it might not be a hopeful song. It might be kind of how you're feeling about it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's deep or and like we said it's kind of your own interpretation but that also maybe signifies like what what are you going to feel about this album (laughs) who knows um one thing I did want to talk about in terms of like the lyrics was I really enjoyed the song but like I was like I don't get what they mean by on my pillow on my table and I was like what does this mean and I'm like and it's in English so I feel like it must be like a weird, like not weird, but like a translation that doesn't really like translate. And then this morning of our recording, they released um, at least one new version of the video, which is called like the on my pillow version. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I took it to mean something different, but like, I'm thinking that like maybe on my pillow is a way of saying possibly in Korean, like in my bedroom and on my table might mean like in my dining room. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have dining rooms. Most... I know. <laughs> I know. Most just... Korean households don't have dining. I was going to say kitchen, but then I was like, but they don't, most Koreans don't even eat like at a table, like in the States. I'm confused. I was really confused. I am still confused on that as well. So if anyone has any insight. Yeah, that was the only thing I was like, this is in English too, but I don't know what this means. Like, I was like, it's just another thing where it's like, oh yeah, in Korea, there's like a saying that's like, yeah, on my pillow, on my table, you know, like that's what, that's where it's at. But I'm like, I have no, I don't know what it means. Like also I, um, loved seeing the on my pillow version and seeing them in their casual pajamas which are very similar to like what I wear I love a plaid a comfy flannel and um I love seeing that version of just them there and I definitely noticed that it's a different version than even the footage they used for that particular scene in the the bedroom scene Mm -hmm. in the video because I love watching V in the main video and I love watching him in the background being kind of like silly V and like when they go to the sugars, you know, like part and V's just being like silly. I really like that part. So he, it's different. And yeah, huh? he to me in the in the pillow version, he looks like an old man at times, yeah. just like what he's wearing and how he's acting. And then my favorite part actually is Yoongi doesn't sing anything but his part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he doesn't even know the chorus, but it's so like it's so Yoongi. And he just kind of sits there and like nods along and he's like, mm-hmm. Like maybe he's humming, but then he doesn't like he doesn't even try to lip sync. Um and he just sings like his part and that's it. Yeah, it's like the sleepy version. That's what it is. means because yeah. like it's the same with Jimin. Jimin knew everybody else's part better than his. In like, <laughs> I know. like he was like a little zombie in the beginning, like not even like moving his lips. But then you get to the other parts and he's like, 
jumping up, taking pictures yeah. during it. Like, yeah. I'm like, maybe we should focus on our verse first. <laughs> oh, I love them. But I like seeing them. You know what else I thought? And maybe just being a BTS fan is making me feel this way. But I felt like it was so intimate to see their feet. And I don't mean that in a weird... Okay, that sounded weird. But, like, (laughs) I meant, like, it's just, like, a very comfortable thing. Like, I feel like you're not really showing feet around people unless you're, like, comfortable with them. Like, oh, I'm Mm, at your house. You have a weird thing about feet because... No, this is going to say... I hate no because I hate wearing socks and shoes like I always have my feet out yeah but like do you have your feet out in the public streets of America well if the streets weren't nasty I would (laughs) so I'm just saying like I I guess I'm so Victorian (laughs) I'm like don't don't like you show your feet and you're showing well for some cultures showing your feet is showing parts of your soul I wouldn't say it's (laughs) completely like that for me but what I would say is that like it denotes to me like I guess okay I am weird about it it denotes to me like a very like high comfort level and I guess you're right like I live in California so a lot of people wear flip-flops like year-round I feel like just being barefoot is like oh we're at home oh we're close yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we are on a level I like how I feel that way. it's like so I'm on a different wavelength, apparently, than anybody else. But they said this is their most intimate album. And then what do you know? Ankles, feet knuckles. (laughs) I'm just saying. So there was like just so many feet. And (laughs) I just saw so many bare feet. And I was just like, oh, B stands for barefoot. (laughs) Bear your soul, bear your foot. Right? Yep. So... Do you want to move on to the next song? So the next song, is it Fly Me to My Fly to My Room? Yes. Fly to My Room. Did you have any like first overall impressions? Okay, so from just the title alone, I was like, room concept. So I want to talk <laughs> about that. But I was thinking about the concept photos. But mm-hmm. in terms of sonically, It actually um, really reminded me of this song by this artist called Stacey Orico, who kind of had some, at least in the United States, some, I think in Japan too, but some mainstream success maybe back in like the early 2000s. And um, she had this song in her album called like, um, That's the Way, I think. Anyway, it kind of gave me those vibes, uh, made me think of that, which is kind of like more of like a kind of a little bit of a gospel vibe, a little bit Mm -hmm. of like a soulful gospel vibe, which is a new sound for BTS. So definitely. Um, What did you think? I loved it immediately. And we didn't really talk too much about this but they did a a live press conference um before and they were all talking about who kind of had a hand in each song and this was Jimin's song immediately like it yeah so this is the song that Jimin um wrote and had or wrote the most of and um immediately I I don't know. I, I just, I knew it was Jimin's song and I love Tay's vocals and Jimin's vocals. And I did see something on Twitter. It was like every comeback Jimin gains an octave. 
And it is. It's like his <laughs> voice just keeps like getting higher and he gains an octave every comeback. Um, I really like the flow of the song. I knew that there were unit songs and I knew that these four were the units were a unit. And then like Jimin and Tay are singing like the first half of the song. I'm like, wait, where's Hobie and, and Yoongi? And then all of a sudden Yoongi's verse hits and I'm like, oh, there it is. And I just love how it flows and I love the beat. And you're right. It does have kind of like a gospel, a gospel feel to it. So I listened to it first sonically and that's kind of how I felt about it and then I went back and read the lyrics and delved a little bit deeper into it but um overall just listening to it I really 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 like this song yeah like I actually didn't have like when I just listened to the album I didn't know which songs would be like any units or anything like that so my first listening I didn't even I don't know where I was, but like, I didn't like pick up on it. It was like only the four of them. I don't really know why. Um, and then obviously like later on I did. Um, but what I guess that the song was just by the bits of English from the first time, it kind of seemed like it was that once I like, you know, looked into the lyrics and stuff like that. But yeah. Do you have anything to say like lyrically about it? Yeah, so after I looked up the lyrics, um, I kind of same got the same vibe just listening to the English parts. Like, but then I really started thinking more about it, and this was really how I felt in Korea, um, especially at first, like when the pandemic hit. I was living in Chuncheon, which is a small city, smaller city um, than Seoul. And it's kind of rural. And I lived kind of on the outskirts of the city. Just had like, I had a really small apartment. Um, it basically was just one room. When it first hit, you know, Asia was hit the hardest. So I had to quarantine and isolate. And so my room was both like a safe space, but it was also a prison. Like it was both. I had to stay in my room, but it was also that space of like, when Jimin's saying, like, fly to, fly me to my room, um, and then it's like, forget my blues, and we start brand new or whatever, it's like, I could be in my room and turn on Netflix and watch some comedies and laugh and watch some movies and kind of try to forget what was going on around outside, but also I couldn't leave my room. Uh, and then even when I moved to Seoul... There were times that it was kind of the same the same thing. I worked a lot and I, you know, my room was kind of like my safe haven and a place where I just rested. And um, but it was also a place that I really couldn't leave. And then I, I had such a huge shift when I moved back to the States that the virus is so much worse here and I really can't leave my house. Um, you know, I have an actual house now. And so my room is more of my safe space now. It's where I, I've made it to where it's a place where I feel comfortable. Um, it's a place where I go to kind of like for peace and for comfort. And I, that's where I read and relax. And so my room is kind of my place where I go to, to forget everything. Um, so this song really, even though it is a little more up, 
beat. Um, it has, to me, it has a deeper meaning. Um, and I really, really do understand like the feelings of being confined to a room and trying to make the best of that and to make it as happy and positive as you can because we can't leave our rooms right now. Yeah, that dichotomy of this being a place that you can't leave, but also being this safe space is very interesting. It's like maybe there's no place in the world realistically that you'd rather be, but if things were different, maybe you'd rather be anywhere else because you've been there so long. And that really encapsulates encapsulates what this whole thing we've been living in is. Like you said, you have lived in a couple of different places since then, but you still have like this feeling and it changes and it ebbs and flows based on like the community you're in. You kind of like talked about this at the beginning of the podcast too. And like, yeah, like I totally get those vibes of like, I think when you're in a situation like this, it's like what you make of it. So it's like kind of somewhat, obviously there's other extenuating circumstances as well, but you kind of have to like, sometimes just lean into the good sides of things and like lean into that part of like, okay, my room is this space for me, this great space. And um, it kind of makes me think about what we were talking about in the last episode with the concepts too, and like why they went with like showing different rooms and like their personalities expressed through the rooms. And it kind of makes me think of a physical embodiment of the concept of this song. I've, love that you made that connection because I didn't make that connection (laughs) at all and um it is because everyone I mean has been confined to some sort of space whether it's their home or a room or whatever and it is it's it's what you make of it when I moved back to the states I actually redid my room I I painted I'm sorry if any of you liked the color brown like for a wall but my walls were brown it was my brother's old room and I just couldn't do it it was just too dark and so I redid everything and made everything a little bit lighter and I I wanted to make it a space where I felt comfortable where I felt peace because I knew that this is where I'm going to be spending most of my most of my time you know maybe that's something that you guys can do right now too like if we're all stuck at home and if maybe you're going back on lockdown and it doesn't seem like things will be going back to normal really anytime soon, make your space as happy and positive and comfortable and serene as possible since that's where you have to spend all of all of your time and don't make it a prison, make it a space where when you walk into it, you feel comforted and you say, okay, this is where I can relax and where I can rest and I can, you know, fly to me to my room where I can start over and take my blues away. And this is where I can, um, you know, I can be happy and, you know, make that a little project if you haven't already in the almost year that this pandemic has been going on. Um, but it's never too late to do that. I know we just kind of mentioned this, but it's like you can make it your prison or you can make it your fortress. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that starts with like your point of view. You know, I think you have to really tap into your inner tools in a situation like this 
and your inner self and also getting to know yourself and taking the time to like focus on things that maybe you've been you've been putting aside or that maybe get pushed down or lost in the whirl of what everyday life used to be, you know, and to really get down to the home arts, as I call them. <laughs> um, yes. So I, I'm already a homebody. So like I am in my most comfortable space anyway. So like there's a big part and I am at home all the time. So like there's a part of this that's not really that different for me, but the part that is different is like not having like what I feel like is the freedom to just come and go as like I Mm -hmm. please and that's hard when you feel like it's a sense of loss but again it's like maybe about how you like view it and it's like okay I'm going it's like the video life goes on right it's just like Mm -hmm. oh this is fine oh wait okay wait when do we get to go outside and (laughs) and now that it's been this long it's like okay coming into this acceptance you know and black and white of the video acceptance of like this is what reality is this is what the normal is and so embracing it and trying to make what you can of this new reality you know mm-hmm. and fly to my room I guess also illustrates that as well um, but it does feel a little bit more less like sad than maybe life goes on did oh definitely most definitely yeah which is weird because like the next track <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to discuss this track. <laughs> you know, me neither. I, I'm like trying to figure out, like, to be honest, this is the one that's kept me from like listening to the album fully again. And I know I could just like skip it, but I wanted to like listen to it as like a story, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess we're going to get into it, right? But you know what? It's okay. We don't we don't have to get into it. And that's the good thing about this is that, you know, we feel like we know you guys a little bit and we do share things. And I am haven't been in a great headspace lately. Um, and so this song really, um, I have a lot going on. Honestly, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to get super deep into it, but um, so the song is Blue and Gray. We can just talk a little bit about, there are some interesting things about the song, Erica. I don't know if you know. Um, I think I mentioned in one of our episodes, I I should just be a promotional person for In the Soup, um, but Tay was out on a canoe and he was playing a song and it was great. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is, you know, a song from his mixtape. And Blue and Gray, so was Tay's song that he wrote. I'll just say my my first listen through his vocals really stood out for me. And then, you know, I didn't read the lyrics or anything. But about quarter of the way through, I just started crying. Um, I just started sobbing. And you know, it's it's interesting when you don't know exactly what they're saying and you still get the steal. You still get the emotion and the feeling from it. Um, and that's one thing I, I love about BTS songs. And when people are like, well, I don't know what they're saying. Well, you don't have to know what they're saying. Just listen. You can hear the emotion. You can hear what they're trying to say, even if you don't understand the words that they're saying. Um, 
But this song originally was supposed to be on his solo album, and it was all in English. And I don't think I could have handled. I don't think I could handle it if it was all in English. Um, but then they reworked it and you know changed back some of the lyrics to Korean so that it would work for um, for the album. Other than Tay's vocals, Yoongi's verse really stood out to me. And I love how diverse Yoongi's rapping is. Um, you know, we've talked about his like Suga Yoongi persona and then August D. And like he can be this hardcore rapper, but then he has like the softest voice. And his verse in the song is just so beautiful. Um, and it. It does. It conveys all the emotion and, you know, what they're trying to say um, with the song. And I don't know if I want to get much deeper than that. So I will let you let you decide (laughs) where you want to go with it. Well, well, it's funny that you say you don't want to get much deeper than that, because like my experience in listening to this song is I've only listened to it once. It was when I first heard it. And I don't even remember how it sounds. I just kind of remember how I felt, mm-hmm. which was kind of a sense of overwhelming sadness. And it was at that point, you know, coupled with what I said about that line in Life Goes On, mm-hmm. and then hearing this song that I was like, I feel like this is bringing my grief closer to me. Mm-hmm. Something that, like I said, I've been kind of holding at like an arm's length. And I feel like it's bringing some feelings to the surface that maybe I haven't dealt with or processed quite fully yet or haven't wanted to confront. That's when I was like, I don't know if I want to even know what the lyrics to this say or delve even deeper. But I do think this is when I had the thought that this album probably will be more important to me or very important to me as I go on and as Mm -hmm. things, you know, as I'm like ready. And, you know, this album to me, going back to kind of like analogies and just this album, this song, a lot of BTS's stuff is kind of like maybe like a meal that you can like scarf down. Like that's how his armies kind of do it. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's here. Like it's my favorite food. Like, let me just Mm -hmm. like pile it into my mouth, you know? (laughs) And so we're so used to that. But then this is kind of like a rich chocolate cake that doesn't have any sugar in it. No, um, but it's like dark chocolate. Yeah, it's like dark chocolate, kind of bitter, bittersweet. And it's deep and you can't eat it the way that you ate mm-hmm. the other stuff. You have to maybe take it one bite and like savor it mm-hmm. and really let it like kind of just be something you take slowly and indulge in in that way maybe not even indulge it's just take like a little bit of a bite so that was kind of interesting to me that it's like oh this album is such that I may be having an experience with it maybe years from now and later and maybe slowly and that's not the way that I tend to consume BTS content so that was like really interesting for me to kind of like feel but like I said, this song, like I knew instantly, I'm like, this album's probably going to be very important to me in years to come and maybe the future, because maybe it will help me to deal with those feelings that I 
haven't yet, but at the same time, that doesn't mean I'm like ready for it now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just what it was. It like just kind of brought some feelings to the surface that I maybe I'm not even like aware of or like I haven't found a way to like deal with so in some ways that makes me very like happy right because it's like I haven't known like no one gives you a guidebook on like dealing with grief Mm -hmm. you know you may if you've never experienced it you might see it on like tv or you might you know you don't really experience it firsthand so you just see how people react in movies and stuff right right and then you always hear those like oh the five stages of grief or whatever and and but it doesn't happen that way for everyone no it's it's a very unique process it's so different than what I ever could have imagined that it was and in some ways it's once you're in it there are some things that are a relief within it that you feel differently than you thought you were and you and whatever but there's a lot of things that are just like harder you know it's just it's just weird and you can never prepare yourself for it right and even when you're in it no one can tell you how you need to do it Mm -hmm. so what I do love about BTS and this album and this song is that perhaps as you go through the layers of grief I would say that I feel like I have something that will help me through a new area of it that I need to explore. So that's all I'm saying is that like this song definitely hits deep. I feel like across what I've seen as a reaction to it, it's like the overall feeling is very sad. Like everybody's getting like that feeling and this like, you know, this tearfulness and the sadness that like resonates and that you can feel. And depending on what you're going through, you may not be ready to feel that or to live that. And it's just like what we said at the beginning, you know, the hard thing about this album is we're all kind of still going through this. You know, you're used to maybe making sense and processing things from like the rear view mirror, you know, and looking back. But when you're like in it, it's raw and that that's hard. And, you know, like you said, if you're going through things, you're going through them and maybe having a mirror held up to it is like what you don't feel like you can handle or need because you're just trying to make your way through it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's so blue and gray just kind of made me think of all of these things of like, I have a lot of grief that I am still figuring out how to deal with. There are some things you'll just like never get over and that's what that is but there's ways of processing it and moving forward in your life and sometimes that involves being really in touch with those feelings and sometimes that means not being so close to them because like I said I'm the type of person who's very emotional and I can like drown in my emotions and when you're living through what are like the hardest things and that's not to say this pandemic in general isn't hard but also you know like There are other hard things that people are going through specifically when you're trying to live and manage and find a way to like say life goes on and to put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes being super aware and hyper aware of like what that loss is, isn't helpful to like your survival. That's the hard thing about this song is that it is so beautiful and it is, it literally is is Tay laying his heart out. And there was also a part on In the Soup where he and Jungkook have a conversation. And um, he actually asked Jimin to 
ask Jungkook if he would talk to him because they hadn't spent a lot of time together. And he kind of laid his heart out on the line then. And he was talking about how he had been feeling through this whole thing. And he'd already written the song because he played it in the show. But it, it seemed like he hadn't really talked much about it. And I don't think he's in this space anymore. So it, it is a testament to him to release the song to us, letting us know like how he had been feeling. But there's people maybe who had been in, in the same situation and have depression or anxiety, but they're not in that space anymore. And they've they've come out on the other side. And then the song like just drudges up all of those old feelings and they don't want to feel that way. So there's two sides to it of people maybe in your situation that have experienced loss even through this pandemic that are, aren't ready to deal with that yet. Or there's people that have experienced it, dealt with it and are on the other side of it and they don't want to go back to that space. And so that's, what's really hard with this song is that I want to support it <laughs> for one. Tay wrote it. Um, he put, you know, his heart and soul into it. It's BTS. But then another is that, you know, I've, I'm going through some not, you know, as hard as in your situation, but I'm going through some things at the moment and I don't want to just add to my sadness, you know? And so I love what you said that it is something that you can have later to help you deal with something that maybe you hadn't dealt with yet, or you didn't even know that was there. Maybe there's other people feeling the same that they listen to the song and then they, read the lyrics and they're like, oh, I didn't really realize I felt this way or that I had these feelings. And then that's something that they can deal with and start moving past those feelings. So it, it's a lot. I think our experience with this song also speaks to something that we've kind of said since the very beginning, which is being an ARMY and consuming BTS content is about knowing what your personal boundaries are. And I think it can be easy sometimes to get like kind of caught up in, you know, the feelings that people have online or the experiences mm -hmm. that people are having and to want to consume everything and in every way and whatever. But you also have to like kind of just respect who yourself. you are. Yeah. Res respect yourself. Love yourself. Right. And knowing that like this song is like something that we both are like, okay, this is not a song that we're like really ready to deal with or to listen to at this time is fine. And one thing that I kind of do for myself is like BTS has so much content that it can be overwhelming is like, I just tell myself that's a treat or a gift to myself in the future. You know, there may come a day when they're not making as much content and it still allows for a future discovery, something to be new you know, somewhere else. So you can try to consume everything and you can try to get everything. But if you leave a little bit out, then that leaves something for you later on. Kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, this dark chocolate cake in a Tupperware <laughs> that I'm putting in the freezer and maybe coming to you in a few years. <laughs> like, <laughs> So then the album takes a swift, very swift turn turn change and okay so I have to, I'm going to tell a little story so in past BTS albums whenever I've seen things like interlude blah 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 or like outro tier or whatever 
I had originally thought, oh, those, they're just going to be talking or those aren't real songs, right? Because every other artist I had consumed in the past, like those had been like just like speaking skits mm-hmm. or something like that. So it took me a long time before I even heard Outro Tear, which is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> and I felt bamboozled. No, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't feel angry at BTS. I felt angry at myself. But that's one of my favorite songs. So I was like, oh. BTS, like they say intro or whatever, but they really mean here's an amazing song, right? So I was like, this song is called Skit, but it won't really be a skit, right? (laughs) Well, BTS, once again, keeps changing the game and keeps us on our toes, our barefoot toes. And they actually put a skit in the middle of this album. I was hoping it was actually going to be a skit because all of their other skits have names and this one doesn't. So all of their other skits say like skit um, one night or a new night in a strange city or skit um, whatever. And like they have a name and then they tell you maybe kind of the subject matter of what the skit is. And this one just said skit. And I was really hoping it was going to be a skit. And then they did confirm it in the um, in the press conference that it was an actual skit and then what it was going to be about. And they said they had a lot of trouble deciding, like, I think they had wanted a skit in the, on this album. Um, and they usually they say, like, in the past, they've decided on kind of a subject matter And then they go from there. But this one, they didn't know what they wanted it to be. And then so they just were like, oh, we just turned on a recording device and just like let it happen. Um, And then it ended up with the skit that it is. I I like where it is because of what the last half of the album is. So it's kind of like a little buffer (laughs) in between like the sadness of the first half of the album and then the second part of the album. Um, I actually haven't, I only listened to the skit a couple times because it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it would be. And I really love some of their other skits. Well, can you tell us what it's about? (laughs) Yeah, because like I, to be honest, I started listening and then I was like, you know, I don't know Koreans. I don't know what they're saying. And I actually had meant to look it up. And then, like I said, whenever I kind of thought about, once I listened to the whole album, whenever I thought about like kind of doing anything in regards to the album, I kind of got a little emotionally tripped up. And it was like, uh, you know, a little bit emotionally paralyzed. Like, I don't know that I want to listen to this album again. So there's this app. Yeah, I don't know Korean either obviously um but there's an app called genius and that's where i kind of look up all their translations and i had looked up um the translations for this skit pretty quickly and they weren't up yet all the songs were but the skit wasn't it's about them finding out that they were billboard like number one on the billboard charts it was like right after they found this out so they're just like talking about it And when they talked about it in the press conference, it made it seem like, um, remember we had talked about that video they put out where they're like so excited and they're like, oh my gosh, like we're number one um, with Dynamite and they were like freaking out. And so I thought it was going to be like this cheerful, like them freaking out kind of thing. But it's just them talking about it. 
But it is really funny because they're like, oh, Billboard number one singer is entering. And then they're just like all talking about them being the number one um, Billboard singers. And it was this was when um, on Jungkook's birthday. And so they're like, oh, happy birthday, Jungkook. And they're just like, oh, this doesn't make sense. And they're all, oh, this is like the best gift. And Jungkook's so cute. He says, this is the best gift of my life. He's like, what just happened? So like what they're saying is actually really cool. But like in the skit, I didn't really feel the emotion. I just remember um, Tay laughs a lot. And he has this like really deep throaty laugh in it. And I just like keep remembering his laugh. Oh, and then um, Yoongi comes in late or something. And he's like, oh, I was in the bathroom. Billboard number one singer arrived late. Sorry. Oh, and then that's when they like all start laughing. Oh, and then there is, they bleep out a part. So I think Yoongi like curses or something. Because uh, Namjoon's like, tell us how you feel. And then you hear a bunch of bleeps. And it like bleeped out what Yoongi said. And then everybody laughs at him. Well, it's good to know what it's about um, because I didn't at least, you know, for an initial listen. And I'm guessing that anybody who didn't speak Korean and, you know, the translations aren't up when things are just released might not have known either. So this it kind of makes more sense. But even without knowing anything, I really took it to mean like this is like really breaking up the album into parts, like you said. Mm -hmm. And when I went into the next part, I was like, okay, I understand why they put that there. They maybe wanted some sort of transitional piece and they didn't maybe necessarily have a song for that. And I guess it's at this point that I'll discuss this too with the skit. I feel like the skit was a little bit jarring orientation wise, you know, obviously I don't speak Korean, but also for like flow reasons. And I think it's kind of what, makes me feel like this album is kind of maybe I'll talk about this a little later but kind of more of like a collection of songs about a certain time rather than like so much of an album anyway the next song is you don't I figured this would be maybe one of your favorite songs telepathy okay telepathy yeah you know what this song makes me think of three things one, it makes me think of my boyfriend just because, like, it definitely feels like it's like a long distance, a long distance sort of song and kind of speaking about that. And my boyfriend and I were long distance for the first year of our relationship. So it's like, oh, it's kind of nice to have a song about long distance. Two, as I was, like, thinking about, like, the lyrics of the song and, like, the topic of it, it kind of made me think of NSYNC and how, like, BTS is, like, so pure and wholesome. And while NSYNC was pretty wholesome, too, relatively speaking, um, their song about long distance was Digital Get Down. <laughs> it's like, oh, dear. I'm like, again, BTS is leveled up, right? And then... um three was that the sound and vibe of this song gave me actually a little bit of like flashbacks to 2009 sort of time and like black eyed peas Mm -hmm. 
And it kind of really put me back into like that kind of era, which actually was a really fun time for me. Like the, some of the albums that were out then were like, I just really loved, I loved their album. This was like their, I got a feeling kind of era. It just kind of reminded me of what I was doing then and the things going on then. So I got a lot of waves of nostalgia from the song's sound in that regard. And you predicted that you thought I would really like this song. And I do. <laughs> well, I was really surprised by this song because this is Yoongi's song. Um, this is the song that he wrote. Sugar shoulder surgery. Um, we know he wasn't going to be involved in a lot of the promotions, so he wasn't uh, involved in the press conference. But Erica had mentioned there was like a little pre thing before the music video release, and he was in that. And so uh, the guys kind of like recorded each other. They asked each other three questions. When it was Yungi's turn. Jin talked to Yoongi and then Yoongi asked Hobie questions and basically like Hobie could just kept talking about Yoongi and mentioning this song and they're like Yoongi song they're like, Yoongi asked him what song he was the most looking forward to and Hobie said this song and Yoongi said a couple times he's like yeah I wrote more songs and then I had all these songs written for the album and then you guys all wrote more. And so we took them all off and this is the one that made it on the album. And he just like kept promoting his song. And so I didn't really know what to expect, but I wasn't expecting what I wrote. Retro sci-fi is my, was my like original. It's like the, the intro. I feel like it sounds like stranger things. Like it should be in an episode of stranger things things or something and they love stranger things so that's definitely a compliment to yoongi on in the soup they build a lego stranger things like they build the house it's actually really good hobie does it and he does it fairly quickly and like this just wasn't what i was expecting from yoongi and it wasn't one of my favorites when i first listened to it but then after i read the lyrics like it's one of my favorite songs lyrically i think um just because i love the meaning and you you know you were talking about long distance and that's how all literally all of my relationships are um after i moved back from korea i don't have friends where i live all of my friends are my army friends and everyone is in a different state or a different country now. And so this song really talks to me because I have to, you know, I have to experience all of this long distance with every relationship that I have right now, um, other than my parents and my, you know, and my family. So, you know, saying like, I feel the happiest when I meet you and every time, even in a different everyday life, you're the most special person to me. That's how I feel about all of my friends. And like, I just can't wait for the day that I can finally meet them all again, meet you guys all again and hug you and be with you. And um, so like, even though this is, you know, kind of a, a very retro dance kind of song it also has like a really sweet meaning um of you know i just want to be around you guys even though i can't and one day we will meet again and um so it gives me some joy and 
hope for the future of, you know, meeting my friends again one day. Yeah. And what you kind of described is really interesting because I think if you've lived abroad or lived a lot of places or anything like that, then maybe you're kind of used to not being able to see some of your closest friends at any given time. I know that with a lot of army, maybe you have your closest friends online, like you don't really see them. So it's very interesting to see that like this sort of feeling is something that maybe people are experiencing globally that they're not used to. I know that during this, like I was thinking about how like my boyfriend and I, we used to be long distance and how there weren't that many things out there that were like easy the way that they are now. Like people are using things like Zoom and Skype and WhatsApp and they're sharing screens and watching TV together and so much innovation in that regards to dis in in terms of distance socializing has happened. But I'm like thinking about in the previous years where it was just like very difficult or not very difficult. It was obviously much easier to do them when people only had like letters and telegrams and stuff. But how that's increased and like how now everyone kind of has a little bit of experience now with long distance even if you're in the same city and even if you're in the same place like at some point during this you probably couldn't even go next door down the street to see the people you love so like it's interesting now that this is a relatable vibe for everyone maybe But I totally also relate to what you're saying about how, like, this doesn't just end for someone like you when the pandemic ends. Yes, you're able to see people more frequently and more than, like, not at all. But it definitely speaks to, like, how, you know, if you do have these, like, long-distance friendships, you know, that's, like, a hard thing of not having all your friends kind of in the same place. But it's something that's more common now in the 21st century but I like this song so uh the next song is dis-ease 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 I love this song this is Hobie's song if you couldn't tell (laughs) this is another one of those I feel kind of like the songs were like the concept photos that if I didn't know beforehand who had written them I would know just listening to them like this song is like everyone in hope world I feel like um I felt Hobie in every part of the song um and has a great beat and a great flow it was really rap heavy, which I loved because um, most of the other songs were very vocal heavy. And so the song, you know, was very rap heavy. Sonically, it might be one of my my favorites. And I lyrically, I wasn't it didn't hit me as hard as some of the other ones. But like the more that I read the lyrics, I get different things out of it every time um, that I hear it and every time that I start thinking about it. But what did what do you think of it? What did you initially think? Or what do you think now? Okay, so my my first time listening to it, I was just like, hit with waves of real big nostalgia for like, my earlier childhood. It Mm -hmm. had, like, these, like, hip-hop sounds that are really 
true, I guess you could say, to what the Bay Area was like in mm-hmm. terms of hip hop here. It just made me think of like certain cities and places here. And it just made me think of my childhood. So the sounds were like, whoa, this like just made me think of a lot of things about like this area in particular. And I think that makes sense. I mean, um, this this area, like the Bay Area, Oakland and stuff is very influential in terms of like hip hop and everything like that. And especially with the 90s being so influential to BTS, but especially like the rap line. It Mm -hmm. makes sense that that would kind of come through and like the music they create and stuff. So like as you go through the course of the song, it kind of takes some turns. Once again, it's like I should be used to this and ready for it when I'm listening Mm -hmm. to a BTS song that it's going to maybe sound completely different by the time you get to the end. But I still wasn't ready for it. And what I will say is like, even though you pointed out like the rapping being some of your favorite of the whole album, I feel like what really stands out to me is like the vocals. I really love like the vocal arrangement in this song and like they're like almost harmonies. I don't really know how to like, I don't have the verbiage for it, but like I just really love what they start to do in like the later half of the song and like where they take it and the notes that they take oh it to. yeah no the rapping isn't my favorite of the album I just I was excited to hear it being rap heavy the bridge the bridge is my favorite part like almost of the whole album I love yeah I love where they take it and the bridge is like my absolute favorite part yeah okay well cool this is really good. And like I said, I had only listened to the album once through because of blue and gray got me black and blue. It's like it punched me out <laughs> right? and I could not do it again. But this is reminding me of how I, I felt in that turn and that surprise and that fun and that like, really, this is kind of like, I feel like jumping into a pool, right? And like, just the fun you splash in and then you get a little used to the water and then you really kind of get I don't really know where I was going with this analogy but I don't know there's just a reward for you at the end of this song it's good from the beginning but then it like I don't know it gets gets even better better. yeah that's what I like about BTS songs though is it's also I kind of like the pool analogy because pools are like super inviting it can be this like fun thing but then they also have kind of like a dark side or like a (laughs) dangerous a dangerous side (laughs) and Yoongi's verse in this song is I I know Hobie was credited like for mostly writing the song but I want to know who wrote these lines um in Yoongi's verse he says yo is it the world that or me that's sick is it just a difference in interpretation I don't know if that's all. I don't know how to change someone, but something faster than that is me changing. I just keep thinking people always want to change other people, but you can't. You cannot change someone else. And that's really a big thing I feel like during this pandemic as well is that we've seen with people taking precautions and like, do you wear a mask? Do you not? Do you stay home? What do you do? You can't change what anyone else is doing. The only thing you can change is yourself. And that goes for everything in life. And, you know, we talked in the past when I found BTS, I was going through a different kind of loss um, through a breakup. And 
I, we were together for seven years and I thought we were getting married and, you know, whole, my whole life was planned out. And then all of a sudden it's, it's gone. It's kind of like the first line in life goes on, like the world changed and stopped. And I think back to that relationship and thinking, oh, if he would have changed this or this or this, but I can't, couldn't have changed him. All I can change is myself. And I just love that line. Something faster than that is me changing. Um, We're as humans, we're always thinking other people can be better. Oh, well, if they just change this, they change that. No, change yourself, change your viewpoint, change how you feel about it. That's going to be faster than trying to change someone else because they're not going to change. But I just love that line in the song. And it's, it's in my top three still yeah well the that line it stood out to me too when I was looking at the lyrics as I was listening to it and yeah you have to be the change you wish to see in the world as that famous quote goes and yeah it's kind of like that psych I think it's psychology thing but it's kind of like the locus of control that you can either think it's it's external or internal. If you if you have a locus of control that's external, that means that you feel like life is always like happening to you and you don't feel like things are in your control and it's all external and it's not on you. Um, if you think your locus of control is internal, you have more power and more, um, yeah, you're just like more empowered and more ownership and more autonomy and control in your life. And if you start to like, kind of like think that way, you can start to see the ways and the paths of like making, taking responsibility and ownership in your life and, you know, making what you can of it. It kind of goes back to what we were saying about fly to my room, which is like, okay, you can see this as a prison or as a fortress. It doesn't change the fact that the circumstances are still there, that you don't have control over like, okay, there's a global pandemic, like that's not in your control. But if you exert power over what you do have control over, then at least your experience of life is probably going to be better and the situation's going to be better. And like you said in that line, like you can't really change anyone else and you can't kind of be as John Mayer would say, waiting on the world to change. But if you begin to change yourself and do what you can, that'll probably get the world to where you want it to be quicker. That's like the difference in being a pessimist and an optimist. And pessimists, they think that everything's happening to them. And optimists, they take it as everything's happening externally and that um, it's not going to affect them internally. You can see the world like we were talking about um, earlier. You can see the world one way and you can externalize it or you can internalize it all. And Hobie always has kind of, I feel like in his songs he talks about things with like mental health and he's always about mental health when they talk about stuff in different lives and different things so he is one that always says like oh we need someone um like when they're passing out jobs of something like oh this person is over this and this he'll say who's gonna be over like the the mental health of it and like he's really big on people taking care of their mental health and um it, so this song is very fitting for him and for these times and 
it is you know it, it starts out pretty heavy and it does have some heavy lines but it does get get hopeful and gives us hope and um you know at the end it's like you know talks about like throwing away your fear and so he he gives us hope they give us hope and so thankfully this <laughs> album did take a little turn and then it starts getting a little more hopeful and then we get to our last track so stay stay has been a lot of people's favorite song and it, it originally was probably my least favorite song. Oh, wow. Well, you're not into, like, an EDM sound, right? No, not at all. Like, I, all of the remixes that BTS ever comes out with of songs that are EDM remixes, I don't know. I can't, I can't do it. I tried with Dynamite. Um, they ruined Make It Right with their EDM version of it. That's one of my favorite songs. Um, probably one of my all-time favorite BTS songs is Make It Right. And they they absolutely ruined it with their EDM version. When it started, I wrote, I had, had like Oriental vibes, like the very first sound of it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I really like the beginning. It starts out really good. And then I wrote EDM question mark, not sure, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and that was like my first reaction because I just was like, I don't know what to think about it because this was also a subunit. Um, this was just Jin, Jungkook, and Namjoon. And this is not what I was expecting from them at all. And I think maybe that's why a lot of people like it so much because it was so unexpected. I... I guess I would have expected it from Jungkook and this was Jungkook's song so this was the song that he wrote um and then later found out it was it was the same as Tay's that this was actually going to be on his solo album um and this song was all in English as well um but then they changed the lyrics uh so they could put it on this album and so I feel like I would have liked it differently if it was on Jungkook's solo album and it was supposed to be the last track on his album. And if it would have been all in English and on his solo album, I think I would have gotten different feeling from it than I did. The more I listened to it, I, I like it a lot more than I did originally. And then after I looked at the lyrics and stuff as well, I like it a lot more. Um, it has a lot more meaning. Um, it's very Jungkook. Um, it's, it's basically like a song to army, it fits with him. It's kind of sad at first as well. You know, he says, like, was it a dream? I think I saw you when I opened my eyes again. The room's empty. Um, so for me, that it's like a feeling for him of, did I dream all of this about, like, being in BTS and about being with ARMY and about performing and all this? And, like, now I'm opening my eyes and I'm just in this empty room. But then, you know, it goes on to talk about... Um, like wherever you are, you'll always stay and like pretty much you'll always be there. And I know you'll always be there for me. What did you think about it? Um, I really like this song. I'm not like a fan or not a fan of EDM. It's just, it's not like my go-to music type, but I don't have like any feelings either way about it. I think, I think what made me like this song so much when I listened to it was, this more than any other song on the album I could see being performed at a concert and 
I could just see where it would fit and like the fireworks and like everyone kind of like jumping in the crowd and like sort of that sort of vibe. So I could visualize this one in that context and seeing BTS live is my favorite context of theirs. So it made me excited in that sense. But I also like it like sonically. I like the way it sounds. I like the vibe that it gives, like the happier, more upbeat vibe. Like, yeah, I just enjoy it. And again, I think that it's it, it feels like cotton candy or so lightweight compared to all these other songs we just talked about, right? Even oh, though, I know. <laughs> even though it has a message too. But after all that, you're just like, oh, this is the fluffy song. Like, <laughs> well, actually, the fluffy one's coming up. But yeah, there's not really much to say about this song, which in some ways that's kind of like a relief because like, again, all the ex- soul excavation, the other stuff is done. It's like, mm-hmm. give me something that I don't have to think about. <laughs> you're right. Now that I think about it, I didn't really think about this album in the context of a concert because I guess I'm still on like map of the soul um that if we ever get another concert like we'll get all the seven songs um because this album was so heavy I really hadn't thought of it in like a performance type thing and I guess that's really interesting because they're supposed to be performing life goes on so I guess I'll get more into that once I see what they do with it, if there is any kind of choreography or if they'll just be like, because, you know, with like Spring Day, they have this like very graceful choreography and it's a very slow song and like a ballad song. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform Life Goes On. But I haven't really thought of this album as like being any kind of performance album. And so I didn't even think about Stay or any of these other songs being performs live i think telepathy i can see telepathy and stay being kind of like a fun um performance song so i like it a lot more than i did initially i'm just saying like my very first my very first listen i was like i don't know what to think but i just i don't like edm stuff never have don't think i ever will I love the beginning and I love the end. It's just like when it first gets into the chorus, it was just like very jarring for me, like to go right into that EDM sound. And I was like, I don't know what to think about it. But just overall, sonically, it wasn't my favorite. And I don't think it ever will be my favorite. Um, But I do like it more the more I listen to it. Um, And that's always for me that I feel like that's how it goes with a lot of BTS songs. I remember when we did Persona and like our initial reactions and, you know, some of the songs that were like, eh, we don't really know, like ended up becoming some like Microcosmos for you um, ended up becoming some of our favorite songs and Dionysus. Remember, I wasn't even sure about Dionysus. And now I'm just like, that's the anthem of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So who knows, like stay could end up, uh, I say it's not going to be my favorite. It could end up being like my all time favorite BTS song eventually. That's so funny. I actually, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's related. In my mind, I have like a tier list for BTS. Like you might've seen these online. Like there's like these tier makers or whatever. And it sounds like outro tier, but that's not what I mean. I mean, T-I-E-R. And um, because it's 
I don't have like a ranking for my BTS songs besides, you know, my drop at the top of the mountain um, because I just love so many of them. And how can you start to like really like compare them? But I have like a mental tier list of where I put things. And like I have like tier one, which are like, you know, those all time like super favorites. Then tier two are like the next level of like, oh, I really love these songs. And, you know, they're, they're really great. And I listen to them all the time as well. And then tier three is kind of like, oh, these are songs I like, but I don't really like listen to that much, you know, in the right playlist, or if I come across them again, you know, I'll play them every once in a while. And I don't know that I have anything on tier four quite yet. But I guess I don't even have it defined. But like, it's easy for me to put on tiers. And like, this album in general, like, I'm not really sure what tier these songs are going to end up on, but I think like currently most, if not all, are maybe on like tier three for me. I would say maybe this album is tier four. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a bunch of tiers, right? It's all the tiers. Right. Um, and everything. But anyway, so then the last song officially on the album is Dynamite, which we have a whole episode about everything yeah, three hour long episode <laughs> so we're not going to speak three hours about it now i was just gonna say dynamite being the last song on this album makes a lot of sense and if you talk about it kind of walking through sort of like a journey um you know because the first half is, is like a lot more he- is a lot heavier than like the last half then dynamite makes a lot of sense being that last final song that they end on the note they want to punctuate kind of where they want army to be at at the end of this it's just that you have to make it through <laughs> through it uh to get there and by that i mean like through the sadness to get to that point and some of us maybe i don't know if we will <laughs> like for me i was like i can't do it <laughs> well and this was kind of one of our predictions when we were talking about the album and i had said something like i Felt like it would be a more mellow kind of album and maybe more like ballady type, which is overall, I guess, the feel of it. And so we were really wondering how Dynamite was going to fit into it. Um, we assumed just because of how big Dynamite ended up being that they would put it on the album. And I don't think it originally was supposed to be on the album. It does fit. It does flow. I like how they did the flow of it. Um it does it starts out with you know really heavy stuff and then it, it gets more and more and more hopeful the you know the more you listen to it and then it ends on not only a big part for bts but a good message um and something that everyone kind of needs to hear and to um you know to remember like how successful dynamite was and like the reason behind dynamite um was to be that like happy bright spot in a very sad troubling very hard time for so many people the first few times i listened to the album i didn't even like listen to dynamite i just like restarted the album because i've listened to it 10 million times um but like i let it like start playing or whatever so it, it, it does fit with the flow and i'm glad they were able to work it into the album um, and that it's not so like jarring or so um, so off that it feels like they just threw it on there. I think it um, it does it kind of tells the story and wraps the story up in a good place. For me, 
I think when I think of this album taken all together, while it does tell a story, I think for me, it's kind of going to be like just like a collection of songs. What is an album but a collection of songs, right? But like, I tend to listen to BTS songs, not necessarily in their album, like format or rotation. There are some albums I do that with. But I think with this album, I'm probably going to kind of like cherry pick certain songs to go with certain moods, certain vibes. And as I was saying in about my tier list, I think that a lot of these songs will be kind of like songs that are not necessarily the ones that like I play all the time, but that I kind of like have in maybe a playlist or a mood sort of thing, but they're not necessarily going to be like my all-time favorites or in the sense of like the top of my tier list like yeah I don't know I feel like my thoughts maybe have changed about how I feel about the album from when we first started talking to like now um because I think initially I was thinking like I feel like this is just like an extended like single is how I felt like I felt like it's like Life goes on and here are a couple of other tracks that are like singles attached to it, which have a vibe. And I felt like it was like, I think I was just really thrown off, to be honest, by like Life Goes On in Blue and Gray, to be honest, that it really overshadowed what the whole message of the album was because of the depth of that. So I'm having some different feelings. What about you? I processed it a little differently so I feel the same as I you know as I did but um I'm we waited to record so the um the album dropped for me Thursday night the 19th at 11 p.m um and then we're recording on Saturday so I had all of Friday to kind of listen and process and do my research and read the lyrics and and you know really like get into my feelings about it um I can see where you're coming from though with it being those first two songs being so heavy and having so much feeling and emotion it's kind of hard to get past them that's kind of like life and a lot of things that happen in life and um going through maybe a big emotional thing and once you get over that hump like you just have to push through it. And I think that's kind of part of the message is um, you can't just get stuck and stop at that deep, heavy part. You have to kind of push through a little bit and then you start getting into these more hopeful messages. And it was really hard to kind of get over that hump. But once you do, um, you can kind of see the light on the other side. And I think um, I, I mentioned earlier, Jimin said this album, was kind of healing for them um the first time I listened to it I was like "Mm, this I don't really think this is healing for me like I'm a little more depressed than I was when I started but the more I listened to it and the more I delved into the meanings behind all of the songs I could see where they were going with it their whole message behind it my feelings through our talk validated, um, you know, our talk has validated what I was feeling. What you said earlier about it being a message to ARMY and kind of like them reaching out for a hug from us. Um, that's kind of how I felt, you know, us discussing this is kind of validated what I got from the album um, as a whole. And it, 
you know, I can see how it healed them. That's something that I think needed to happen and, and is a good thing for ARMY to know that, um, you know, hey, we were going through this with you guys, and but we're all going to come out together. And RM has kind of, you know, he's been giving that message a lot, like we're stronger together. And, um, you know, we've all gone through this together. None of us have, have been alone throughout this whole time. Um, we've all had the same feelings, but we can stick together. We can be together. We will be together again one day. So we need to be hopeful for the future. And yeah, like I agree. Like, so I think, like I said, I had only listened to it once and I know my first impressions are tend to be different than my like lasting impressions. I still feel like I have a journey to go through with this album. And like I said, it might, it might be easier to take in like portions rather than like this on its own and just listening into like listening to it it's maybe incorporating and folding it into like the rest of my bts catalog and seeing how i feel about the songs in their own before i maybe even come back to listening to them all together um but going through it with you helped me to see more of like like i said the full story yeah i definitely think that this will be you know, a really important snapshot, like we said earlier, of the times. The other thing I wanted to say about this album that might seem out of left field is I know that Stay Gold is a song that was on their Japanese version of Map of the Soul, but I felt like it sonically kind of fit in with this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm listening to the songs of this album, I kind of think of Stay Gold. I actually feel like it would fit maybe even where the skit went. So the good news about it being 2020 is I can make my own playlist, you know, like <laughs> I can make my own album, which I think would have the skit removed. Like part of me was like when I got, cause I have the digital version as well. And it's like, you know, I downloaded everything. I, you know, I bought it. And then I was like, you know, if I was doing this again, because I have a physical copy too, I think I wouldn't buy the skit, you know, and I, and I also feel like it kind of like for that playlist just makes it choppy for me. It's like, I can't just listen to the music, mm-hmm. even though I guess I said I wasn't going back to it anyway, but <laughs> it, in terms of listening pleasure, is it something that I understand why they put it where they did, but I I just have my own like weird perspective of this album, but we're all allowed to have that and it's a digital age. So it's not like I have to put in a CD player and just like deal with it. I can make my own playlist and fold these songs into my life. However I see fit and when I see fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Stagel is my mom's favorite BTS song and it's in Japanese too. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even in Korean, it's in Japanese, but yeah, I have had a few friends say that they've, already taken the skit like off of their playlist and um you know you can make your own playlist and you can make like a sad depressing playlist with just blue and gray on repeat um or you can oh, no. make you know <laughs> I don't, I, do, that. do not do that <laughs> or you can you know have edm stay and telepathy dance party and disease um I don't actually listen to them 
all like sometimes I'll, I'll go through and listen to persona from start to finish just because it's also a shorter album. Um, and I like the flow of persona. Um, but I usually just have all like 400 BTS songs on shuffle. There will be times depending on my mood. Like if some of these songs pop up, I'm I'll, I'll skip them. And then sometimes I'll listen to them. So, you know, this will be definitely be an album for certain times. It won't be a go-to all the time. Let's listen to all of these songs. It'll be that rich dark chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, also something I wanted to say is like, I just want to congratulate BTS on releasing this album because as we were saying this with our playlists and where is it going to fit in um it fits in definitely to their whole discography by the way but i feel like they're still with everything that they've covered and all the music diversity they've had they're still filling in gaps and gaps that we don't even realize exist until we listen to new music of mm-hmm. theirs so these songs are not like any of the other songs that they have and that's something to be applauded um, and commended is that they still find a way to be fresh and new and, you know, pushing their own envelope, so to speak, on your pillow, on your table and <laughs> and, you know, doing that. So I admire them for like coming up with something new. And one of the things I was also feeling with this album, if there's anybody who doesn't feel like this is their vibe right now, or they didn't really find themselves in this or like anything that they want to hear or listen to is that I treat this album as well as like a bonus, right? They already gave us a ton of music this year, even though it feels like a lifetime ago because of what's happened this year. But they already gave us a ton of music this year earlier with Map of the Soul 7. And so this album wasn't foreseen, but it really is kind of like bonus music. So whether it finds its way to the top of your list of music or not, it's like you can take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's up to you. And um it's just an additional thing, an additional gift that they're giving to us. So for me, I'm happy no matter what, like my feelings are about it. And I feel like I'm sounding like I'm negative and it's not that it's just that BTS is makes my all time favorite music. Right. And this album I was like so excited about, and I'm still happy and excited about, it's just a different vibe than I think I subconsciously was expecting but like I said it it's a vibe that makes sense for the time it's a vibe that makes sense for like all the clues and all the concept stuff they gave us and it's like putting all the puzzle pieces together but I think there can be this feeling of guilt sometimes if you're like wait but if I don't absolutely like love it the way I've loved their other music what does that say am I you know you can have this like kind of identity crisis or whatever And it's fine. It's just a bonus. You know, it's just another song and another gift and another piece of cake. (laughs) And it's okay if you love Funfetti cake and you're like, actually, I'm going to get down on some Funfetti and save the chocolate for just every once in a while, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we talk about this with BTS, everything that they do and how you consume all of their stuff and buy the merch and everything. And this is just another piece of that puzzle. And I like what you you said about they always find a way to make something new and different. 
And I, I don't know if it was on Twitter. I saw something and someone's like, BTS basically is like creating their own genre. Like, what is this? Like, this isn't, you, you can't call this like K-pop or pop or alternative. Like, this is their own like genre of, of music that they're creating. And each song is so different. And, but it all still goes together and tells a story. And um, so, yeah, I am also really proud of them for releasing this for being so open about their feelings but yeah like they they basically like just create their own genre of music and um i'm happy with it overall but same i won't go i won't be you know listening to it non-stop <laughs> i can't not right now maybe at a later date um i can go back and like stream over and over and over Yeah, I mean, I think we've said it. We've walked through this. This is also making me realize that had we done Map of the Soul 7, like a listening thing like we did with this, it would would be like 10 hours long. (laughs) (laughs) Because we didn't even talk about Dynamite. You know what I mean? Like, that's not even on this episode. So, oh, crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's all my thoughts that I'm going to at least have, like, for now. One thing I would be interested in doing, I'm not sure if I mentioned this aloud or just in my head, (laughs) but is revisiting the album like a little bit down the road, like at least a year or something, but like a little bit more in the future and see what's changed for me. Like, do I still feel the same way? Do, are the songs different to me now? Like, what does this moment as army mean you know mm-hmm. and maybe it won't even be a year maybe it'll be like five years from now and I'll be like oh yeah that's what B actually ended up meaning and being to me but I think it's just so soon and while you said like we're recording this you know a couple of days after the album was released and like you've had some time to process and take it in you know my processing time for this is like kind of you know, slower. And it's just like, I still don't really know. And maybe it's one of those things that I'll just keep developing and unfolding as we um, go forward and live our lives and see how all of this ends up going. Like we're, like we said, we're still in the middle of this. Yeah. We just don't even know how long this is going to last, how much longer and yeah, it would be, I think it'll be interesting for, to hear other people's perspectives too, and how it initially made them feel. And then, yeah, even six months, a year from now, where we are as a world and like where it could be worse, it could be better. We don't know. So we could need be even more in the future, or we could say, oh, we can put that on the back burner. Like, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. And so it'd be interesting to see what it ends up being for everyone in the future yeah it'll also be I know we kind of mentioned this too about like with our discussion about stay but I feel like I'm not going to say this is the lost era or this will be that but like this is such a weird time that when it is over I feel like it's just like with other things in life you're like okay I don't really want to like revisit that and so if people do find that some of their favorite or most special songs are here, I think it will be one of those things that like, these are kind of going to probably be the songs that may never get performed, you know, mm-hmm. outside of this. And, you know, maybe because BTS likes kind of sometimes surprising people with the song, they might sing something from this, 
But I could also see them being like, this was a special time capsule and snapshot of a moment, but we're also not revisiting this. Right. That means we just need to kind of enjoy it while we have while it. While we have it, yeah. And these performances of like things like Life Goes On, because again, we may never see it again. Yeah. So we do have a few things to look forward to as far as performances, though. So they'll, um, the AMAs are, we're recording on Saturday, so they'll be tomorrow, um, our time in the States on Sunday. And then they'll also be on Good Morning America on Monday. Oh, yeah, they're on the concert series, so they'll be performing. So I'm assuming they'll be doing Dynamite and Life Goes On. So we'll have a few performances Um of life goes on coming up so we'll have that to look forward to oh sorry i just got really excited i'm looking at my um calendar we haven't mentioned this i don't know if you've seen this erica there's gonna be a disney holiday sing-along um on abc here in the states and bts is performing santa claus is coming to town on it and i'm so excited oh that's so cute i heard that the disney sing-along was happening the holiday one but i didn't like look into it i wouldn't have imagined in my wildest dreams that um bts would be on it so that is exciting i know that i don't know that we yeah we didn't get to discuss it but they did that holiday like thing last year Mm -hmm. that was like so many little holiday songs and I always reference that in my head and so I'm like jingle bell jingle bell (laughs) and um so I'm excited to see it (laughs) yeah so they'll be doing that's on November the 30th airs on November the 30th so I'm super excited about that and then we're about to get into war show season so we have a lot to look forward to and it'll be interesting to see what they do with this album and with performing and and all the stuff coming up and what songs they do on the award shows and um the mixture of like this album and map of the soul seven this really what this has been like the lost year as far as (laughs) music goes so with bts so hopefully we'll get to see some new and different things yes well as we learned from today's episode we just have to you know be the change we wish to see in the world and try to change our own perspective. And that's really the power that we have through things that are really tough and hard to get through. It's like, it's all that we can do really. Um, Life goes on. (laughs) Life goes on. Well, we got to wrap it up. So thank you guys so much for listening to us. And, you know, as always, feel free to reach out out to us on a social media and tell us what this album meant to you. And if you agree with us or if you disagree with us, um, if you feel differently than anything we said, um, we'd love to hear any of your opinions or perspectives on any of this stuff. I love talking BTS and same opinion, different opinion, doesn't matter. It's BTS. So reach out to us, let us know. And if you don't have anyone else to talk to, you know, maybe you're going through something or this brought up some feelings and that you didn't know you had and you don't have anyone to talk to about it. You can definitely talk to us. And yeah, thank you as always for listening. And with that said, why say no when you can say B to T? Yes! Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Uh.
Oh. Ba da da da.